The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. You know how Finn never gets to tell Ray that one thing he wants to tell her? Or how Han Solo can give Leia a sarcastic quip but never really open up to her? Well, you don't have to be rebel scum or the captain of the Millennium Falcon to experience the kind of rich relationships and life that we all long for. I'm Mark Went, and I'm a men's wisdom coach. After people work with me, they have the confidence, emotional intelligence, and communication skills they need to be the heroes of their own story. To find out more, go to markwentcoaching.com, M-A-R-C-W-E-N-D-T, coaching.com. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of We Be Geeks. It is Derek and myself, Mike, your dashing duo. Of course, I did that backwards. And <laughs> I, I'm watching you on the other end. The the wife must be talking to you. Yeah, Zoe busted in the room, so she's trying to call Zoe out of the room. Ah. Our cat, Zoe. Ah. <laughs> Speaking of which, hold on a second. Um. Now, I am re- just saw on Facebook, what was your wife thinking, taking buckets of blood to, to donate? Huh? She goes, I tried donating blood today. Never again. Too many stupid questions. Whose blood is it? Where did you get it from? Why is it in a bucket? <laughs> I didn't even see that post. <laughs> <laughs> as, as you hear my daughter oh, in the background. So, um... <laughs> So again, like I said, we are the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike, and you know, gotta start off very, very somber news. Oh, Christopher yeah. Plummer passed away. Yeah, Kang from uh, Undiscovered Country. Yes, from Star Trek Undiscovered Among Country, and many, many other things as well. Yeah, and uh, I know we didn't record last week, but we we've had quite a few other deaths in the past week. I'm trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cloris Leachman, yeah, uh, Cicely Tyson, uh, a couple weeks ago, Larry King died, yeah, uh, no, that's 2020, yeah, it's uh, even though it is 2021, <laughs> well, no, I, I'm typing in celebrity deaths 2020, oh, <laughs> apparently in January 2020, like, no, I meant 2021. Uh, <laughs> Dustin Diamond just passed away. Oh, that's right. Yes, 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 yes. That one was quick. Yeah, died. Well, he had cancer. Yeah, died. Person. Died three weeks after being diagnosed. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, he's only a couple of years younger than me. Yeah, uh, we said Cicely Tyson, Cloris Leachman. Al Holbrook. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, South Korean actress and model, Su Yu Jung. She looks familiar, but I don't remember mm. what. I don't remember her from what. Um, baseball legend, Babe Ruth. I mean, not Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron. Oh, my God. I was, was going to say, I was gonna say um, uh, are you sure about that one? <laughs> uh, 
if you remember Deline on Babylon 5, Mira Furlan. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw that. She was also in, uh, in Lost. Uh, mm-hmm. Younger brother to Dolly Parton passed away, too. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, the widow of Mr. Rogers passed away. Yes, yes. I was uh, January 17th. Mm-hmm. I'm just going through looking at who else passed away this year. Phil Spector passed away. Uh, I don't think anybody's really sad about that one, though. True. True. Uh, Sylvain Sylvain. He was part of, he was the guitarist for the New York Dolls. Mm. Siegfried passed away. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Former Survivor contestant Angie Jacuz passed away. Hmm. Didn't tell you. Uh, soap opera star um, John Riley. Um, Marion Ramsey. She played Laverne, Officer Laverne Hooks in Police Academy franchise. Oh, I didn't even hear about that one. Yeah, January seventh. Huh. Um, Deezer D, who played Nurse Malik McGrath on ER, that passed hmm. away as well. I kind of remember him. Uh, Tanya Roberts passed away. Oh yes, yeah. Gregory right. Gregory Sierra. Uh, Top row, far right. He was the, he played Julio Fuentes on Sanford and Son and Detective Sergeant Chano Amagali on Barney Miller. I've, Mm. I I know the, I know the actor seeing them in the picture, um, but I don't remember him from Sanford and Son. Uh, Barbara Shelley passed away. Uh, She was known as the Queen of Hammer for her work in the 50s and 60s Hammer horror films, which believe oh, it or not, wow. believe it or not, I have a, I got from Mill, Mill Creek Entertainment, um, a collection. It was their box set of Hammer horror films. Oh, yeah. And uh, she was in Dracula, Prince of Darkness with Christopher Lee as Dracula. Mm. I will say, Mil- check out some of the stuff from Mill Creek Entertainment. Some great stuff. Uh, Ultraman. They've got all. They are the. They are the U.S. distribution for Ultraman. Oh, cool. Talking from Ultra Q all the way up to Ultraman Toro and Ultraman Leo, Ultraman R and B. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Also, too, Julie Strain passed away, and she's not listed on here. Oh yeah, that's right. From classic <laughs> movies like uh. Back to Savage Beach and uh, Sex Court and a few others. <laughs> Apparently had dementia from a fall that she took uh, horseback riding when she was younger. Oh, wow. It was no slowly the dementia that that, uh, that killed her. That ended up doing her in. Ah, so, yeah, gosh. hard year so far for 2021. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Just in case you thought it would be better than 2020. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but let, let's start off with this, shall we? We're going to talk some toys first. And hey, yes, we do have, um, we're going to have Maddie from uh, Pop Insider popping in at the end of the month to talk about what would Excellent. have what would have been Toy Fair, the event that we were, that you and I were finally going to possibly meet in person. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Boss Fight Studios. I'm not sure who they are, but this is why I this is why I, this is why I love about um uh what you call it working with the Pop Insider, which we find out about all these new companies that we never knew about, uh, and yeah. apparently. Apparently, Boss Fight Studios is going to produce Flash Gordon and the Phantom action figures. Oh, cool. Which I'm cool about. And some uh, Umbrella Academy f- figures. Mm. I still haven't watched that yet. I haven't watched it either. I've read the books. I like the books. I've never read the books. I should read them. Um, I'm just looking at the archives for from the story from Pop Insider. Uh, so that's how I found out. But apparently, they are also doing... Um, Popeye the Sailor Man. <laughs> and we have a first look of the figures. It's a new line of heart, highly articulated collectible figures. Uh, the first wave is going to include Popeye, Olive Oil, Bluto, 
and castor oil. I don't even remember castor oil. Hmm. But seeing these, these are nice, these are- nice looking figures. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna guess olive oil comes with sweet pea and the two. And the and the normal happy face and the mean face are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, the company has already started working with King Fish, King Features, which owns Popeye, and producing collectibles for Phantom and Flash Gordon. Um, but Popeye, for this self-proclaimed massive fan, uh, is uh, Madeline Buckley. I didn't know she was a big Popeye fan. This is her story. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but these these are. Um, for for author Franks, who is a partner and art director at Boss Fight, Popeye was a dream license for him. Uh, thanks to Frank's love for Popeye's early appearances in the 30s, these figures are directly inspired by the character's original 2D uh, depictions from the original co- comics, from the classics. And these look great. Yeah, they do. Um so I'm wondering if the olive oil Popeye with sweet pea is actually a two pack slash three pack, two, oh. and a, two and a half pack. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, because first, the first thing we wanted to do, according to Frank's, um, was to make sure these were the best, most authentic versions of these characters that have ever been done in toy form. However, translating the comic strip into figures presented some challenges. For example, Seeger never drew the figures from a straight-on point of view, which made it difficult to create a 3D model of the faces. So it's, it's sort of equivalent <laughs> to the way Mickey Mickey Mouse's ears work, which is true. Mm. Um, where if you watch the way the character turns his head, the ears sort of magically migrate. They don't actually turn in three <laughs> dimensions. Um, despite the challenges... Basing the figures off the comics is what was important to Franks. It's not that we've been, that there have been Popeye toys before, he says. There's been a lot and been some great ones, but we wanted to take a, a different design direction than those, than some of those had taken. So Bluto looks awesome. Oh man, does Bluto look awesome. Yeah. Um, if, now now sure I recommend it at some point, but I don't see any uh, wimpy one. No, not yet. But now I recognize Castor, Castor Oil. Yeah. Um, oh, no. what was the name of that thing that's with him? I can't remember. Is it Pip? Beep? Sure. <laughs> um, I know what you're talking about. Oh, who is that? Characters of 30s Popeye. Going through the list, and as soon as I see it, it's going to pop up. No, it will. Uh, castor oil will be listed with castor oil. No, no, no. <laughs> I am not finding that. Wait, well, Eugene the Jeep. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's the yes. name of that character. Yes, now I remember. The duck, I don't know. Mm. Now, I am assuming that is a duck, right? Yeah. I believe so. Or a duck-like. It's imitation duck. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, they look pretty good. Yeah, I'm really digging it. Um, Um, Nice to see the actual figures. These are going to be a little bit more high end, but with these, they'll be worth it. It will will actually be worth it. So um, then we're going to go Lego. Never go wrong with Lego. Oh, indeed. Uh, Apparently, yeah, you, you know about Lego ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a place where you could submit ideas and your ideas. Like, I'm working on um, Rise of Resistance ride car and the dropship that it goes into. So you have the whole, the two different parts of the of that from the ride Rise of Resistance at Galaxy's right. Edge. Because they are, Lego's already made the uh, the transport ship that is a part of the attraction. So let's carry it on. And do this that you go into, you know, the dropship, you know, to, to tie with it for a Star Destroyer mm. type set. So um, apparently there is a Lego revealed the latest design set to hit the coveted 10,000 votes on Lego Ideas and has been greenlit for production. Uh, it was designed by 24-year-old Viv Grinnell, a passionate UK-based Lego and Sonic fan. Uh-huh. And this uh-huh. 
set features her brick-made version of the iconic Green Hill Zone level of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Her version is specifically inspired by 2017's Sonic Mania. Hmm. So uh, the set features plenty of familiar features, including circular ramps, a gold ring, even David, uh, evil Dr. Robotnik, David. Yeah, right. (laughs) And of course, (laughs) and of course, uh, Sonic himself as a minifig. So I wonder if she, she actually had to do a custom mold for Sonic for some of these pieces. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. Cause it definitely doesn't look like other pieces were used. Yeah. Uh, at this time, the set is in development in partnership with Sega. Once finalized, the building set will be available worldwide. There is no release date yet, uh, but it is entering production just in time for Sonic's franchise 30th anniversary uh, coming, which is this coming June. Wow. Uh, yeah. 30 years. Can you believe that? My guess is looking at this. We're gonna. I'm gonna say since Lego ideas tends to be slightly higher priced, I'm gonna say about forty, forty five bucks for it. Mm, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I wouldn't go more than fifty. I, it's. I don't know. Well, is that going to be all one set, or does is that maybe two sets? No, this is all one set. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I'll go thirty five to forty five dollars. I'm, I'm, not- I'm thinking. A- I'm thinking a little more myself, but, uh, well, it's hard to say without knowing how many actual pieces yeah, there are. Yeah, without knowing the piece count, yeah. And I'll tell you, it, it doesn't take much to build up pieces, a piece count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, <clears throat> when I was doing um, the um, just the Rykar alone for Rise of Resistance, I'm already at 117 pieces or 120 pieces on that. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. Anyway, and, and you don't realize just the the one stud pieces <laughs> can add up quick if you do like twelve of those just to fill up a a space to build oh, up yeah. to get a certain look. It, it adds up quick. Yes, it does. Don't run away from your feelings. Have you ever wanted to deeply connect with someone the way Vision does with Scarlet Witch? Or be the stand-up guy like Cyclops is for Jean Grey? Well, you don't have to be fused to an Infinity Stone or be the leader of a superhero team to have the kind of relationships in life we all long for. Mark Went is a men's wisdom coach. And after people work with him, they have the confidence, emotional intelligence, and communication skills they need to be the heroes of their own story. To find out more, go to markwentcoaching.com. That's M-A-R-C-W-E-N-D-T coaching.com. Transfer of data complete. I would say, well, Lego <laughs> with that story, but we still got more Lego to go. Huh? Huh? <laughs> huh? Like that? Sure. <laughs> How about... Our friends over at Chronicle Books, again, this comes from the Pop Insider, our friends over there, uh, our friends at Chronicle Books, who, you know, they have sent us some stuff in the past for review. Um, and I guess they have done some Lego merch before, which I didn't, I, I never knew about. I have to contact them. Me either. Y'all have done Lego merch? Well, apparently... <laughs> Chronicle Books is bringing 13 new licensed products to fans this year. Just in time for Valentine's Day, Lego, we just click. Lego, little Lego Aww. love stories is such, is sure to warm your heart as iconic minifigs show how they've just clicked. Whether you're building a relationship or someone you never want to let go of, lay go of. Mm-hmm. These, pun, these puns are right up my alley. Um, yeah, these, <laughs> these love stories are sentimental enough to make any Lego fans swoon. Uh, the book is available at Walmart, Amazon, Chronicle books themselves and target for 1595. And then following these love stories, you could get the spring Lego brick playing cards and a Lego rainbow brick puzzle. Those are kind of neat. 
Playing cards look cool. Mm-hmm. It's a two deck set. Um, the hundredth or the one thousand piece jigsaw puzzle features all shades of Lego, the Lego rainbow from dark blue to hot pink. Uh, the rainbow brick puzzle and the Lego playing cards are priced at seventeen ninety five and sixteen ninety five respectively, and are available for pre order from Chronicle Books. Um, but wait, there's more. Um, no way. If you conquer the jigsaw puzzle and are up for more Lego puzzle challenges, be on the lookout for another thousand piece design and a minifig, a mystery minifig, mini puzzles coming this fall. Also, too, uh, this this year's releases also include a Lego wall calendar, (laughs) a guided notebook for block masters in training. Ooh, (laughs) that would be cool. That is pretty cool. And three new books for fans to enjoy. The Secrets of Lego House, Lego, The Art of the Minifig, and Lego instructions included. All of those sound really cool. Uh, Secrets of the yeah. Lego Secrets of the Lego House takes fans on a readable tour of the official Lego house built in Billund, Denmark. The book includes exclusive photos, essays, interviews, and art that captures the visual wonders inside the home of brick. Uh, it's available for pre-order for $40. Um, if you can't get enough of the Lego brand history and discussion, you'll, you'll love Art of the Minifigure by Brian Barrett. The book celebrates the timeless Lego icon through art history featuring behind-the-scenes interviews. Uh, however, if you are swept off your feet by the sweet Lego minifig love stories, Lego instructions included giving you a more in-depth look into the life of a minifigure. This book comes with heartfelt and comical advice for tackling tricky situations, whether that means stepping on a Lego brick or missing a piece to your jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Huh? That's pretty cool. Um, now here's one. We, talk, we just talked about 30 years of Sonic the Hedgehog. How about celebrate 30 years of Blizzard Entertainment? Wow, 30 years. I feel so old. <laughs> Um, so to celebrate 30 years of Blizzard Entertainment, um, they're Whoa. celebrating with merch and BlizzCon, BlizzCon on, this is confusing to say, BlizzCon online. BlizzCon line. <laughs> yeah. Virtual event. So BlizzCon is going BlizzCon online. Um, so this month, the video game developer and publisher behind such franchises as Overwatch and World of Warcraft is celebrating 30 years. That means they started seven years before I started working with Walt Disney World because I just hit 23 years with Walt Disney World. Wow. Even that's hard to fathom. <laughs> so for virtual shopping, there's the celebration collection bundles that are available, each filled with extras for a variety of Blizzard games. The Essentials Pack is nineteen ninety nine. The Heroic Pack is thirty nine ninety nine, and the Epic Pack is fifty nine ninety nine. For the full breakdown of the items included, uh, go check out us.shop.battle.net. Uh, these are available till September fifteenth. In the non-virtual realm, there is an Epic. Arthas Helm of Domination Replica. That looks sweet. I'm assuming this is from World of Warcraft? No. I'm not sure, as I've never played World of Warcraft. Well, this clocks in at nearly 17 inches tall. This Blizzard-exclusive item is a recreation of Warcraft's most powerful artifacts. Uh, it will be available starting on February 19th at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Hey, that's the day after my birthday. Well, cool. Uh, does not say how much this is. Uh, now, the annu- firstborn child. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> so the annual Bliss, BlizzCon convention is 
going virtual this year and will take place later this month on February 19th and 20th. The con will include a variety of events and pre-programmed segments, panels that dive deeper into Blizzard games, esports competitions, and more. There will also be six channel, content channels running throughout the two days, which fans can watch for free on the BlizzCon website, on YouTube, and on Twitch. The content will also be available to watch free later in the BlizzCon online video archives. Uh, if you want a full schedule of events, it's coming soon. Uh, but Blizzard has shared the first day will start at 2 p.m. Pacific time, while the second day will start at noon Pacific time. In addition to the Helm of Domination replica, fans can expect much more merch to coincide with the online event and will be available from the Blizzard gear store. So, besides feeling old about <laughs> Blizzard and Sonic, uh, what do you think? Um, I think uh, I think it's pretty cool that they're doing this. Um, you know, since they can't they can't do a live show, it's a uh, I, I I kind of like the virtual co- conventions. Uh, you know, being that I you know I'm not somebody who can go to every convention, so it's kind of nice to have right. something like this uh, virtual. And maybe maybe in the future it'd be cool if you know when when the the pandemic is over. Or if they maybe still do some have some virtual elements well, along with a live convention, would, would you pay fifty bucks for a uh, for virtual access to say Star Wars Celebration, where, um, where you could get in on if on the main panels virtually? If yeah, if they give you enough stuff with it, sure I would. You know, as long as it's not like oh, you get this one panel and then. Well, if they I give you some pretty good access. Yeah, I would. I mean, fifty bucks for the weekend, virtual, and I get and I could sit in on the the main stage shows and be and be shown the whatever trailers or whatever videos that are being shown live there. I get shown mm-hmm. I get shown that as well, as opposed to the the free version off StarWars dot com. Where, oh, we're going to show you a small clip of the, of the movie, and you're sitting there looking at a countdown clock of three minutes before it comes back. Mm, right. I mean, I would pay for access. I would pay for access. But if I'm paying, I, I, w- I would love to see some swag be thrown my way as well. Right. Definitely. So I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Um, and I, I have somehow found myself over on Boss Fight Studios. <laughs> website <laughs> they're doing the Sam and Max fi- they're the ones behind the Sam and Max figures oh no kidding yeah Hero Hacks Flash Gordon movie figure and lunchbox 46 bucks <laughs> cool figure comes with the figure in his khakis and flash flash t-shirt the egg two different heads two complete s- Sets of hands and a third left hand. Do I want to know what that third left hand is doing? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. So, uh, what's in their dolls? Oh, I am brilliance. Okay. Licensed brand Flash Gordon. They got Tarzan too. Oh. Flash Gordon characters from the not only do they have the movie character, they have the old comics and animated characters. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, BossFightStudios.com Other licensed brands Lucha Libre, Flash Gordon, Zorro, The Phantom, The Little Prince, Sam and Max, Bucky O'Hare, and Tarzan. Oh, wow. The Flash Gordon's really, Bucky really O'Hare. nice. Awesome. Flash Gordon's super nice. Oh, Phantom's gorgeous, too. The first figures include include the 21st Phantom and Julie Walker. The Zoros look pretty good. I have not gotten to Zoro. I hear Zoro, and I I just remember the the one. Zoro does look good. They're uh, Zoro the Gay Blade. Yeah. (laughs) What's in Bucky O'Hare? Oh, no way. They have a line of horses. Yeah. Bucky O'Hare and crew. And the, and the frogs. Ooh, they have a Pegasus. 
Oh, it's a kit to turn it. You can buy the basic horse and then turn it into a Pegasus or Unicorn or both. Where is this under? I just looked up Mighty Steeds. It's Oh, okay. I see it. The Greek mythology one. Yeah. You create your own 300. Oh, yeah. Fantasy. Ooh, they have a dark Pegasus in Unicorn. They have an elf, an elk steed. <laughs> they got zombies. <laughs> this is. Cool. They have some really interesting. Yeah, they do. Stuff. This is pretty. I like cool. those. I like the Bucky O'Hare stuff. That's pretty cool. This is a way of doing D and D instead of with miniatures. You do it with, with these characters. Of theirs. <laughs> oh wow! They have <laughs> blank figures that you can build up yourself. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. This is pretty. These are interesting. Wow. Yeah, they really are. Gorgons, a bunch of different gorgons. The pricing's not bad. Most of these twenty five bucks. Mm. It's not bad at all. Yeah, not I like bad it. at pretty all. Cool stuff. Sam and Max. Oh, such a sweet little thing. Cotd. Mm-hmm. Oh, Court of the Dead. Oh wow, this is cool. Hey, they're not that far away from you either. They're in Norwood. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> Maybe something you need to try and arrange a, a visit to. Get a tour of their facility. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That would be awesome. And then put it and then put it up on uh on our YouTube channel. Yeah, that could be interesting. I'll have to look into that. So that that would be cool. Anyway, to continue on, as we derailed big time. <laughs> um <laughs> so not only has is Blizzard doing going virtual, but we know Funko has been going virtual. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so you, even though you haven't been seeing a lot of people post things about uh, the Funko Fair um, ended, um, you know, it was a nine-day virtual event that had the different, you know, day one was opening day, day two was anime, day three, uh, sports and games, Day four, Marvel. Day five, movies. Day six, TV. Day seven, animation, etc. Well, not only is Funko Funko, but they are also Loungefly. And uh, yes. they had um, a new Minnie Mouse bow collection, which I know you're going, guys, this is, <laughs> y'all got, well, I got females in my family and they're a sucker for the Loungefly backpacks. Um, but... Uh, there was also Mandalorian and Star Wars keychains. Yes. Which look really awesome. Yes. Uh, I would not mind having the Chewbacca yeah. keychain. Boba Fett would be cool to have. The R2 would be cool to have. Yeah. And, of course, the Baby Yoda. Baby Yodas. There's three of them. Yeah. Well, I'm talking the, the original trilogy side. Then you got the Mandalorian. Oh, yes. IG eleven <laughs> and the and the baby Yodas are awesome. I do have yes. I do have a set of Funko keychains. Do you? I, I have Ant Man and Wasp. Hmm. I got them for redeeming rewards from uh Regal Cinema when they reopened before they shut down again. <laughs> so I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> so um What's next on this list? Uh, Wonder Woman's 80th anniversary collection. Mm-hmm. These these were pretty cool. Those are pretty good. Uh, Superman action comics. This is the that one's cool. Yep. Stan Lee street art. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Eh, I'm not crazy about that one, but <laughs> uh, I'm sure some people will be. The Lounge Fly. This is a regular backpack. Um, I'm thinking, can't tell. No, it's the slightly larger size um, mini backpacks. They're almost in two sizes now. Uh, And then there's also the purse, coin purse, or wallet. Uh, Scotty Young's version of uh, Marvel characters. Um, Then there's the Harry Potter Patronus figure that came out. And then we had Super Size Krang. 
I like it. Yeah, Krang's awesome. Uh, these I'm okay with. The Funko uh, Mickey Mouse Artist Series. Oh, yeah, yeah. But remember when we talked to Playmates Toys about their Godzilla versus Kong? Yes. Funko's Godzilla versus Kong looks sweet. Yes. They uh, do. I really I dig want this. They're so cool. I really dig this. They're so cool. Yeah. I don't know which ones I like better. Mm. I want the keychains. <laughs> and apparently Books Million's going to have a two-pack set. Actually, that one I like. I like that two-pack. The Walmart exclusive. I like the look of it. I don't like the fact that it's Walmart. Not with the way Walmart has handled doing pre-orders and collectibles recently. Mm-hmm. So they do look cool, though. Um. So yeah, some cool stuff there from com- uh, from comicbook.com. Henry uh, K. Yeah. Before you do that, there is one other thing that I'm not seeing mentioned here that I saw that I really want. And it's a uh, 10 inch Galactus figure with uh, with a little silver surfer. No way. Yeah. I might have seen that picture, but I think that came out after the story was written. It probably did. Yeah. But that one's pretty cool. Uh, actually, that may be associated with Target Fair. Anyway, continue. Or Target. Oh, Con. maybe, yeah. Because they, yeah. they had a thing pop that's exclusive to Target that looks amazing. Oh, yes. I saw that. Yes. Uh, see if I could get that pop up. Of course not. Where did I see that? I see that. Which email did I see that in? I don't remember. But I will say, as, as I'm looking, there's a uh, new gaming great, uh, some new gaming great Black Series figures coming to uh, GameStop. There's Cal Kestis from the beginning of the game. Yeah, his outfit from the beginning of the game with two different sabers. Mm-hmm. And then backed by a popular mm-hmm. demand, um, characters from uh, Battlefront 2. Right. You got the Jedi Fallen Order Purge, Stormtrooper, uh, Inferno Squad, Agent, and from Battlefront, the Imperial Shock Trooper. Oh, cool. All coming back. Uh <laughs> And then select Black Series action figures are eighteen ninety nine through. Well, by the time this airs, it'll be done. <laughs> so never mind. Scratch that. Uh, First order Scout Trooper from Fallen Order. Uh, that would be decent to have. I'm just looking through these to see what what's here. If you're going to get the uh, the one Stormtrooper from. Fallen Order, the Black Purge Trooper, Stormtrooper. Then you would want the Electro Staff Purge Stormtrooper too, if you know you're going to get it. Oh yeah, interesting. Uh, Grief Garga Black Series is available for eighteen or for nineteen bucks. Of course, I'm talking to you. Like, if you wanted to get it, you got till tomorrow to get it. <laughs> um, yeah. I, oh, Darth Nihilus, uh, of course, unavailable. Jedi Revan. Unavailable. Of course they are. <laughs> the, I, stuff like this that kills me. Yeah. Just absolutely kills me. Yeah. You know, unavailable. Unavailable. It, it just drives me nuts. But um, yeah, I can't. I can't find where Target Con is because it's not popping up on any of my stuff. But anyway, uh, Henry Cavill not appearing as Superman in Shazam sequel. Why Say would? What? Why would he? He didn't in the first one. That's part yeah. of what. That's part of what got him let go. <laughs> so, this confirmation comes after weeks of unverified rumors and reports claiming Cavill would, in fact, be appearing in the upcoming film. Hello, you, you know this is coming from Variety. I would trust that compared to all these other sources. And it's amazing how we never saw these sources, these other rumors or speculations. I know, right? So, um, not going to comment on casting rumors for several reasons, says the filmmaker, David Sandberg. Uh, one being, you can't be sure about anything until it's happened. Halfway through shooting the jam, the plan was still for Cable to be in it. Scoopers could have scooped that and been right at the time, but wrong at the end. <laughs> um But jokingly, he added, though I can confirm with 90% certainty that Shazam will appear in Shazam 2. 
So you, if you're a fan, oh, so. if you're a fan of that character, you may enjoy. You might enjoy Shazam too. <laughs> That's good to know. So now with Cable, uh, that he has expressed interest in getting to play Superman again at some point. With some with some reports claiming he will, in fact, return for a cameo in a future DCEU project with the upcoming flash set to be to feature a number of live action performers from all corners of the DC universe. We wouldn't be surprised to see him show up in that film to either revive interest in the character or to offer off offer a send off to his take on the character. So they end with the question, are you disappointed Cable won't be in the sequel. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Didn't know that was going to potentially be a thing. And at this point in time, why does he need to be in it? Yeah. So he can have lunch again that with the. <laughs> that would just be extraneous at this point. I mean, at this point in time. Why would Shazam even be friends with Superman, especially at that point in the movie, unless they have discovered him and made him part of uh, the Justice League? Right. Which they did not. So. So, yeah, it's it's all stupid. Mm -hmm. But we shall move on. Uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is officially rated R. Yeah, this whole thing is it's become a, a whole thing on its own now. Director's cut, the Snyder cut, which he needed $50 million more, mm-hmm. not for reshoots, but to add to the film. Yeah. I was like, okay, at what point is it a director's cut or a reshooting of the film? Right. And now it's going to be a four-hour film, and uh, yeah, uh, but I'm still going to end up watching it <laughs> just because I want to know what what all the fuss is going to be about. Okay, have we talked about Wonder Woman 1984? I don't think we have. Biggest issue I had: no '80s music. <laughs> Hello, it's a movie set That's in the eighties. That's the biggest issue you had. I said one of the biggest issues I had. I had, I had quite a few. I mean, I had a lot more issues, but that—that's a major one. A movie set in the eighties, and you have no eighties music. Yeah, that would have at least made it a little better. I didn't, I didn't hate Wonder Woman, but it—I was definitely disappointed with it. If she had her wish, why does why does Steve Trevor? have to take over someone's body. Why couldn't he just be brought back to life as is? Yes, and then not only that, but he gets brought back into somebody else's body and they don't do anything with it. Like, after, you know, after the initial scene where you find out he's in somebody else's body, the rest of the movie, you forget he's in somebody else's body. Yeah, yeah. And and Chris and I were talking over on Keepers of the Fringe. What happened to that guy whose body he took over? Well, we we see him at the end of the film when uh, Wonder Woman looks at him like, yeah. And he's like, I have no clue who you are, lady. <laughs> yeah, but where like where was like during the whole process where the whole time Steve Trevor was in him in in him uh, was him. <laughs> what happened to the guy? What happened? What is you know what I mean? Like, oh, where, where's his soul? Where, where, where did the guy his, go? Yeah. Or, or, or his personality or whatever, you know? Uh, don't know. But Screen Crush <laughs> lists, uh, here's a, they have a gallery listing every DC Comics movie ranked from worst to best. So we're going to start from the bottom and work our way to the top. Worst? Uh, okay. Catwoman. Uh, no arguments uh, there. Well, I never saw it, so I can't comment, but, but, uh, that's at yeah. 36, 35, Jonah Hex. Uh, yeah. I, I thought it could have gone a little higher. It didn't, I didn't think it needed to sink that low, but, mm. uh, number 34, Suicide Squad. Mm. 33, Steel. 30, I've never seen Steel. 32, Supergirl. Oh, oh, wow. 
31, Green Lantern. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. Number 30, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. (laughs) 29, Justice League. Wow. 28, Superman Returns. 27, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin at 27. 26, Batman Forever. 25, (laughs) Joker. Uh, I don't know. I might put that one a little higher. Yeah. Um, For what it was. 24, Wonder Woman, 1984. And 23. I would have put that a little lower. <laughs> 23, The Return of Swamp Thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. 22, Constantine. Yeah, see, I didn't I didn't like Constantine that much. 21, Batman Heart Superman, The Yawn of Justice. Oh, see, I would put one. Well, yeah, I would put Wonder Woman 1984 above that one. 20, Definitely. 20, Man of Aluminum Foil. I mean, Man of Steel. <laughs> Yeah. So they're saying Man of Steel is worse than coming in number 19, Superman 3, which is the one with wow with Pryor. Pryor. Number 18, Superman wow. Superman 2. I don't know about that. I might put that one higher. Number 17, Superman and the Mole Men. It's from 1951. Oh, I've never seen it. Number 16, Watchmen. Number 15, hmm. number 15, Swamp Thing. Number 14, uh, original one. Yes. Number 14, Birds of Prey. I still haven't seen that one yet. Uh, 13, Aquaman. Number yeah. tw- number 12, Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Oh, they're counting the animated, all that animated film at least, which the, I still haven't seen that one. The animated that have, I guess, gone big screen. To the th- yeah. Uh, number 11, Batman, 1966. Oh. Which was awesome. Which that one was done to um, introduce the introduce the characters to Europe before bringing the show over to Europe. Mm. Uh, number 10, the Lego Batman movie. Oh. Number, right. Number nine, Wonder Woman. Wow, at number nine. This one should they, be this next eight movies better than Wonder Woman. <clears throat> this next one deserves to be a lot lower in the list. The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I wouldn't put that better than Wonder Woman. Certainly. Number seven, Shazam. Wow, that's only seven. Number six, Batman Begins. Hmm, okay. Number f- five. number five, Batman Returns. Hmm. Number four, Superman. Hmm. Number three, Batman, nineteen eighty nine. Number two, Mask of the Phantasm. Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Oh yes, yes, from the Batman the Animated Series. Number one, The Dark Knight. Mm, nice. So, yeah. Uh, jumping from Marvel and comicbook.com to the Nerdist and Marvel, jumping from DC to Marvel. Uh, as I'm seeing that, I'm seeing their top stories on the side. Pee Wee Herman replaces dinosaurs in Jurassic Park fun, fun trailer. Oh, yeah, I've gonna, seen that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, it's um, Paul Rubens is gonna be on Celebrity Will of Fortune next week or this coming Thursday. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna have to watch that. Going to, is he gonna be on as Paul Rubens or as Pee Wee? I don't know. I don't know because I saw him wearing a suit. Mm. But the but almost everyone's been wearing a suit going on the show. So celebrity wise. Mm. Um, so Ryan Coogler is developing a Wakanda series for Disney plus. Ooh, very cool. Very cool. Um, so in a statement from Bob Iger, uh, he says, Ryan Coogler is a single, a singular storyteller whose vision and range have made him one of the standout filmmakers of his generation with black Panther. Ryan brought a groundbreaking story and iconic characters to life in real meaningful and memorable ways. Creating a watershed culture movement moment. Well, kind of movement too. We're thrilled to strengthen our relationship and <laughs> look forward to telling more great stories with Ryan and his team. So at this point in time, what do you think we should expect with this? 
Um, now, in the comics, there was a World of Wakanda series a few years back, which yes. may be ideal for adaptation. True. Could we go back to early stories of T'Challa's father as Black Panther? I think, yeah, there could maybe be some room for that in there. That could be interesting. There really, there's a lot of history involved in the Black Panther and Wakanda and stuff. So yeah, there could there could be some really interesting things. So what is it you would love to see? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would like to see. Um. I would like to see maybe more stuff with the uh, with the uh, what are they what uh, what's the name of them the guard? No, that's not it. Oh, oh, <laughs> with the female, the, the, the Dora, um, Dora. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So bad with I, I always get that one messed up. Um, that could they could do some interest. I'd like to see like a variety, like a maybe a different story arcs with different characters, like some with them, a story arc with, with Shuri, uh, you know, things like that. I like to see them mix it up a little. What about with some of the other tribes? If it's a world of Wakanda. Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to find your, uh, who you're looking for. Um, head of the Dora Malaji. Yeah. Yeah. Dora could Malaji. Do some interesting things. Yeah. They could definitely do some interesting things with them. Um, yeah, I'd like, that's what I'd like to see it be maybe small story arcs involving different characters. I think that would be really cool. I agree. I agree. Like Tales of Wakanda. Yes, but, exactly. But I still like the idea of naming of doing the show World of Wakanda based on you know if they use the book as a, a loose adaptation. Yeah. So, um, and final news, final story of the night uh, comes from Deadline. Buck Rogers Estate blasts off against legend, legendary over George Clooney TV reboot. Company says it secured the rights we need. So. I'm going to let, let you take this story. <clears throat> All right. Um, so I don't know how much you know about this whole Buck Rogers things, thing that's been going on. Last I knew, um, Clooney was, gonna, was wanting to be a part of it and play Buck. Uh, yes. So it started out with Legendary Entertainment getting the, the rights to Buck Rogers, uh, in which they're planning on doing a multimedia reboot of Buck Rogers, which will include, um, you know, a, a new TV show and a whole bunch of other things, possibly. Uh, then it came out that George Clooney uh, is set to executive produce the Buck Rogers project with a script by Brian K. Vaughn, which that's awesome. Brian K. Vaughn is awesome. <clears throat> um, and then it also came out that possibly George Clooney might be playing Buck Rogers. Um, so, so then everything seemed set with that and uh, everything was looking pretty good. But then uh, uh, a letter was sent out by Michael Ross, who's Legendary Entertainment's EVP Business Affairs. Uh, um, he said that the estate of, of – uh, the Buck Rogers estate uh, is claiming that they had an agreement with Skydance Productions to produce Buck Rogers content. Interesting. Uh, so the the estate that owns Buck Rogers sent out a cease and desist letter, apparently to Legendary. But Legendary is still uh, still claiming that they have the rights. So now it's kind of a there's a little bit of a, a battle going on now with that. So who's gonna dress like the draconian princess? <laughs> uh, George Clooney, maybe. Okay. <laughs> and I guess I guess um, so. According to Legendary, they have secured the rights that they need to proceed with their project. Uh, uh, they're not going to comment any further on the claims. Uh, but the apparently the the party that's giving them problems 
has been claiming for years that they have rights which they do not have and that they've been trying to inhibit projects based on those rights that they do not legally control. So it's, uh, you know, it's hit a little bit of a, a little bit of a halt there and it's uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a problem, but uh, hopefully it'll work out without too much. Cause it sounds like I'm kind of, I, uh, Chris and I have talked about this on keepers of the fringe and it's something we're kind of interested in kind of looking forward to. We'd like to see some more, some new Buck Rogers stuff. It would be uh, pretty cool. I mean, we're we're overdue for it. I don't know. For me, the only thing was I, d- I don't have problems with Clooney being at the helm of it. I don't know if I want Clooney as the lead character. Uh, I don't mind it. I think I think I'd be okay with it um, because from also what we've what we've read is they're going with a more um, original take on Buck uh, like back to how Buck Rogers was like, they're not going with the same take as the, the show. Like they're going back to the comic strips and stuff. So what, so, the, so what the comics were talking, the comics and uh, the old movie serials. Yes. So they're going way back. Okay. Um. So yeah, it'll be a different type of Buck Rogers. It sounds like, so it could be interesting. I think he could do it. Although okay. he's getting a little up there, but yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I kind of almost want to see uh, see someone else doing it. Any idea who? No, I no, <laughs> not off the top of my uh, head. Honestly, I'm kind of um, I'm I'm kind of open to whoever ends up you know doing it. Like I don't have I don't have anybody in particular in mind. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd be pretty open to whoever I, ends up doing it. I, I just know as as much as I want to see Buck Rogers come back because we were just talking about Buck Rogers on uh, Mind Marvel Geeks last week. Oh yeah. Um, I I don't think I want George Clooney. I'm almost positive of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have wrong with that. I have no problems with him being in the show as you know maybe one of the. It's like maybe uh, Doctor Theopolis or something like that, mm. um, or 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 the 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 protectors, you know, head of the protectors or the Star Force, whatever they were called. But not, we don't even know if like they'll have all that, right? But I I, I don't want to. I don't. I know I don't want to see him in in the role of Buck. I just think he's a little too old. Yeah, could be. I but like you, um, I, I take anyone because I just I don't I I don't know who I would pick. Yeah, right. Um, actually, yeah. I actually I do know who I pick. Oh yeah, and this may Michael B. Jordan. Hmm, that could be interesting. I could go for that. I mean, look how he how he was Killmonger. Look how he did. He's he's done in the Creed movies. I could see him as, as a, a Buck Rogers have that uh, grittier look of uh, a Buck Rogers, sort of like um, Colin Farrell with with the Schwarzenegger character in the Total Recall remake. I haven't seen that. <laughs> it's actually not too bad. It's, it's uh, that one's actually closer to the really? book. Yeah, it's a little closer to the book, mm. and and I I enjoyed that. Um, but then again, I'm I'm wacky that way. So, uh, do we, I don't think we have anything else, do we? Uh, uh, nope. Final thoughts? You know, I had something. Oh, uh, one more thing about the Buck Rogers thing. <laughs> again, again, when I was talking to Chris over at Keepers of the Fringe about it, we both agreed that uh, we'll be very disappointed if they don't have Tweaky. Oh, I need that drop. <laughs> we we need Tweaky. Yes. <laughs> we, we definitely need Tweaky. And that'll be... That'll be my final thought. <laughs> we need Tweaky. Well, on that note, I'm just going to leave leave everyone wondering. Want to know more?
So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. You know how Peter Parker doesn't always know how to tell Mary Jane how he really feels? Or how Tony Stark seems to have everything but not the deep emotional connection his complex soul craves? Well, you don't have to be a superhero or a wealthy industrialist to experience the kind of rich relationships and life we all long for. I'm Mark Wen, and I'm a men's wisdom coach. After people work with me, they have the confidence, emotional intelligence, and communication skills they need to be the heroes of their own story. To find out more, go to markwentcoaching.com. M-A-R-C-W-E-N-D-T, coaching.com. We are in Atlanta. We got these filters. I think they're called pea poppers. That's, oh, that's, that's for popping peas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for, for mm-hmm. popping all the peas. Sweaty balls and, and pea poppers. Always a good time. time. <laughs> Can a podcast be a reboot? Oh, God, Absolutely. yes. <laughs> This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.